Hey everybody, this is our new theme song for the Live from Daisyland podcast. It's Doug Aldrich and Brian Tishy here, and we're here to discuss the coolest, heaviest bands in Europe. Since we're in Europe, right, Brian, right now? That's right, Doug. And uh, that sounds like a great, you know, that's a great theme song you've just come up with. It's, um... <laughs> Pod, podcast with Doug and Brian That's what we like to do Podcasting with Doug and Brian Listen to us, don't be no fools There you have it, people The new podcast we, theme song We've been working on that since like we were in the States Like We were you know, going back and forth for like months with that I, I can tell the time that we put in it has paid off It's really, it's just wait for that sucker to, you know Wait for us to get in the studio with that So yeah, we're here, we're going to be talking about uh, the European bands that we love the, That's, that's the, the thing today Okay, that's and, a good uh, subject because we are in Germany and that's part of Europe and our, does that include you know when you say European bands that does that exclude the bands from the UK and no it can also be UK too we're, we're gonna allow that yeah we're gonna it's, we're going old school we're not gonna go Brexit and worry about that right now okay okay so uh, anyway we got a we got a good show for you today guys and um, yeah here you go here we go
Hey, what's up? It's Brian Tishy here, live from Daisyland, and it's the world, the wonderful world of podcasting with Doug and Brian. And um, we are very happy to announce that the uh, new single for the new record, which you just heard. Yes, you just heard it called Radiance. That is out now everywhere. You can give it a spin, give it a listen, and uh, we'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, but we're excited that it's getting the we're getting the ball rolling on the new rock and roll record, and uh, we're here in Europe about to start a tour in a few days, and uh, we're psyched. Yeah, we're really happy with that song as it, something different, you know, to start off with. It's not like your typical first single. We we um, wanted to come out with something that was like that was different something and it's super heavy got a really punchy groove to it yeah there's there's a little bit of that sexy groove thing going on a little bit of that syncopation thing going on and and then on top of it all is the uh the mighty mr glenn hughes doing what he does which is always awesome in the world of vocals so you, we're talking european bands here we got a couple of tracks to fill so I, we should i mean european bands I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw something out to you that I think would be a good band that we could we could we could possibly agree. It's not the biggest European band, okay. And it is probably a UK band, but they've European members in it. Okay, all right. Can you guess? You, give me give me a hint. It's a okay. UK band with European members in it. No, a Europe a European member. So it, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go like this. It's got an English bass player, an English singer, an English drummer, an English keyboard player, guitar player, and a German guitar player. Oh, oh, okay. You you kind of gave it away by saying <laughs> the the keyboard the keyboard player is also the guitar player, right? That's a little bit of a good hint. Yeah, like he doubles up. Yeah, the the, the one. And that, but the main guy's the the German. Guy. He's he's a hero. Yeah. And I think you, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm going down the wrong path here. Is he? Uh, is he? Uh, he's been around for a long time. Seventies, maybe early seventies. You could say that. Okay, and and but but in a different band. Yeah, he started off with his brother playing. Oh, okay, all right, and and well, well, Doug, it's really interesting you bring that up. I got a text today from somebody saying, "Hey, congrats on playing on this guy's record that just came out like yesterday." It did. Yeah, it's a new record of his. So I think you're talking Michael Shanker slash UFO. Yes. Yes, I did a few tracks on Michael's new record. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that just came out. So Michael's, you know. One of the all-time greats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so I don't say that like uh, lightly because it's Michael Shanker, and that's uh, all right. So should we? Uh, yeah. So let's say okay. Let, can can we agree that one of the songs that we should play next would be from UFO? With let's do it. Let's do it. You wouldn't get an argument from Eddie Trunk if he's here. It's like I know Eddie Trunk is all about UFO the hardcore. All the time. What Which, about? Who else? What other band should we pick? And then we'll talk. We'll discuss the song really quick after. Oh that. no! Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going, if you see, when you say Europe, it includes UK. You got the biggest of all time coming from you know, you know, um, England. You know, and you, you can. That's that's all the biggest. I mean, you got that's the Beatles, that's the Beatles, Zeppelin, Who, Sabbath, Priest, Maiden. God, you know, go Sabbath. You know what I mean? It goes on and on and on. That, that's just from those, that area, right from there. Most of those are, are English. Purple. 
Yeah, those are, but that's how many. That's how huge. Okay, let me ask you this: name me, name me three bands that were big, that were not from England. Okay, well I know. Okay, there's two biggies. There's one, the biggest from Germany, and then there's one that was maybe even heavier from Germany, but they weren't as big. But there was, they were. I know. (laughs) But I was even technically probably a bigger fan of theirs when I was a kid. Uh, so except, you, except you love except more I than really Scorpions. I really dug Restless and Wild and um, Balls of the Wall. Yeah, that was. Killer. And even um, Metal Heart was the one after that. I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I uh, Balls of the Wall was really big, right? That's their yeah. biggest song, and it was like, who is this? Is this which band is this? If you didn't know, except, and you're like, okay, it's kind of ACDC. It's kind of it's, you know, because he sounded Udo sound like a. Bon Scott quite a bit to me at yeah. least you know he did, yeah. like that's a really unique voice to have somebody sound like Bon Scott that's like rare you know to just naturally sound like yeah that. and they were and they were super tight heavy yeah okay right, on that note okay question for you we're go, getting out of Germany I think we're going to, what is it south of Germany a little bit uh, they're only the only like I think they're the only hard rock metal band to come from the smallest country. Well, one of the smallest countries. Crocus. Nailed it. <laughs> and and the tie-in to Crocus is uh, the singer, he sounded very much like Bon as well. So you had this like Bon Scott, Udo Derscheider, Mark Storacci or something. I think. Yeah, yeah, they, that's right. They all had this thing for similar tone in their voices. All like great singers. All right, so why don't we, why don't we, so who should we go with, Accept or, or Crocus for the second? Um, I mean, uh, I I'll go either way. But uh, I, let's pick an Accept one. Maybe not yeah. Balls to the Wall, even though everybody there you know, loves that and it's killer. Is there is there one another one you like or? No, I, I think I think it's a. I I wasn't thinking about Accept, but I love Accept and. Uh, like you said, the, the the two albums, Balls of the Wall, obviously was a great album. And yeah. then Metal Heart came out after, and I love that too. But I'll let you pick it. Dance, 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 metal heart. Dance, dance, dance. And didn't they use, like, didn't he do a fur release guitar solo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they stopped in the middle, and he went into a whole thing. That's the fur release. That was totally cool. That, I mean, that's that, that. There was that one. There was a Metal Heart, and then I think they had another. I remember the video was crazy. Um, it was called uh, like Midnight Midnight Mover. Midnight oh yeah, yeah. Mover. It was like the mirrors and crazy angles of the band through the whole video. But uh, that was also, I think, on uh, Metal Heart. So what are you going? For? Are you you're not going to go with Balls to the Wall? But I could. I mean, was it the Balls to the Wall? Play the riff. But, well, we're we're dropped kind of low here, and I don't have a pick on me, so I'm gonna just mess it all I up. I don't I don't want to hear excuses, sir. Okay, all right. Should I play it in the the right? I mean, I'm gonna play it, fretting it, so it's. Oh wait, we're right here. Okay, we're all <laughs> detuned. We're in a different tuning. Right, that's yeah. it, the intro. That, but if you I put it in... Balls to the wall, man! The bass is like... Uh, that's right. right. You know, it's like... Peter Baltz. Oh, I, I see you're in it. We're D, this guitar's detuned. 
Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. You got it. All right, so you got it. So balls to the wall. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do, do balls it. to the walls. Hey, who doesn't like balls to the wall? If you don't like balls to the wall, and then wrong. after balls to the walls, what, UFO, what would you what would you say like? Oh, um, rock bottom. I love that. Okay, let's do it. Here it is. Except balls to the walls, and then you're gonna have some UFO with rock bottom. But here it is. Balls to the walls. Watch your damn Fuck 
Okay, welcome back, everybody. That was UFO Rock Bottom. Great solo. And now we got the, the Daisy's News segment. We're going to talk about, uh, we got, you know, the, we're on the EU, the EU summer tour of June, July, August. This year is 2022. Starting at the, uh, the beginning of June and we're going until like August 6th or 5th or something is the last show. There's a lot of But we're starting off with, with, uh, with your, your, your old band, Foreigner. That's right. My old band, um, you know, that I formed with uh, Vic Jones in 1976, <laughs> I think it was. And, um, you know, we got, you know, we had, went through some, uh, you know, odd times. I didn't, you know, end up, you know, a lot of my the good songs that no, I you, had, you, you, know, like, you know, I you, kept to myself, you know. You decided to take a break and go off and do some other things like Billy Idol, White like, Snake, like high school because I was like Ozzy, fourteen years old. <laughs> a lot of stuff you decided to do. You took a break and then you went back to him. Uh, so anyway, we got recently, to, yeah. I just just was just filled in for them last last month in, in Vegas, which was a lot of fun, which is weird because then you go playing with your friends in Foreigner, and then next time you see them, you're opening up and you're with the, with the Dead Daisies and you're touring together in, in Hamburg, June third. We're going to be playing with that's, them. That's the first show, right? Yeah, can't wait. That's this Friday. That's like coming up. I think that I think that we should, um, you know, afterwards have a, you know, like a tea ceremony with Kelly and just, you know, relax and enjoy a, a nice conversation after the show. I think we should. I, I think, think we should uh, good. make him talk a lot, wear his, wear his voice out or something before the show too. Yeah, what's his what's his whole routine? I mean, it's it's a mystery. Let's go. Let's go find out. We'll ask Kelly, and then um, uh, we've got shows with uh, we got. All those the, the festivals, Hellfest, Hellfest, uh, Grass Pop, Masters of Rock is in July, and there's two shows. God Save the the Queen Festival oh, in June. That's right, Grass Pop, God Save the Queen. That's in June, and in July we have the uh, couple couple shows with White Snake. Um, you know, we're familiar with them. You know, we we know those guys. Yeah, they've they've been out. I've been seeing some stuff on YouTube. They they look like they're kicking ass, and especially it's, it's really cool. Dino Julusic is uh, in the band and singing and playing the guitar, and that, that solo that he does is killer. Yeah, he's. I, I was whoa. I thought he was a great singer. He's a great keyboard player. What's he's going a great. On here? He's everything. He, he plays bass too, doesn't he? He's like yeah, does all kinds of stuff. He's a very talented kid awesome for him that he's doing that and I, I saw online he is somehow he got his hands on Jeff Beck's 59 or 54 Esquire and Seriously? he's yeah I mean, I, he says it's the real one I mean I'm, I I wouldn't the only I wouldn't I, I was gonna I was gonna say that he was mistaken and it's a reissue but Coverdale knows Jeff Beck so who knows maybe they were you know uh, who knows? That's interesting. That's a good rumor. We got to find that out. We got a lot of figuring out to we'll do. We'll find that tour. out when we see him. I'm going to find out. We got to figure out what these people do for their backstage rituals before they hit the stage. We got to figure out, you know, who's getting you know cherished guitars in their hand, their possession. A lot of stuff we're going to figure out. It's going to be fun. It right backstage at at these festivals is always fun. We run into a bunch of friends. Oh yeah. You talk to everybody. You know, you catch up, and it's like you know. Especially after a couple of years of a pandemic, and, and and I haven't been in Europe since 2018. It's been four years. So Me it's, too. It's, it's, Same you know, thing. So yeah, it's, so it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're starting off that I think it looks like the first festival is Hellfest. So that's that's the first one in France. And, um, and don't forget, don't we, we not that you would did, but we should bring this up again. Uh, we have 11 shows with Judas Priest throughout that, the tour. The Mighty Priest. I, I can't mean, wait. 
think about it. We got we're playing on some great festivals. We're playing a bunch of shows, like five, six shows with Foreigner, two shows with White Snake, eleven shows with Priest, a bunch of our own shows. So get more info on the tickets and stuff at www.thedeaddaisies.com. And also, again, we want to remind you guys, in case you missed the beginning of the show, our new single is out. And it's on all digital platforms. It's called Radiance. It features Brian Tishy on drums, David Lowy, myself, and Glenn Hughes. And, and I, if you come and see us, it's safe to say you should be hearing some new material from us. Yeah, including... Radiance. That's that will be in the set. And wait till you hear. It's like the the riff is accentuated by Brian Tishy's kick drum and snare, and it's like being hammered in the head. It's so heavy, <laughs> and it's like a jab, 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 jab. It's, jab, it's, jab. it's like you were you were thrown into a boxing ring and you didn't expect to be there, and it's the boxer actually plays drums as well so Brian you mentioned that we're in Germany we should tribute one of Germany's greats well you know we should we, is this not Germany's biggest band in the world I mean they are biggest rock band worldwide yeah I mean, it is right it's like there's, there's nobody bigger no rock. there's the biggest artists probably maybe Siegfried and Roy comes in close but What's their biggest song? <laughs> the artists, I, right. I mean, right? They, okay, they're, they're, okay. Is there even like a pop sensation worldwide from Germany that's as big as this band? I don't, I don't think so. Ninety Nine Lift Balloons by Lena. That was a big song. That was a big song. But this band's bigger. Yes, because that was a one-hit wonder during the MTV age. Which was, you know, it was cool, but let's let's give you a little taste. I've just happened See? to, Doug, I just happened to bring this up on my phone and get it all sorted. Does anybody remember this? You're like, wait a second, what is that? Let's just fast forward a smidge and get into the, here. Does this it's, ring a bell? Right here. There they go. That's Uli John Roth, right? That yeah, we, we're talking we're talking uh, the Scorpions. That's old Scorps, Uli John Roth, and that's the anybody who knows Uli pretty much. If you're talking about Uli, that's the go-to solo. Everybody goes from from this song. What and what song are we talking about? We're talking the sales of Sharon, and so that that is that the, the song starts off with this whole really cool melodic bit, and then it's like immediately into. A, a theme solo thing. Yeah, it, right that after is, that. It starts out with that groove that thing. Is then they get insane. The they get in that riff, and then Uli comes in like, hey, before we get into the verse, I'd Let like me. to throw down a little bit. <laughs> Let's not worry about the verse so much. I got this stuff. Here, here it comes. <laughs> Look how confident he is. Watch the video. There's a video on, on uh, YouTube. And Uli's just like... Whoa. Uh, that I, part right there? That's that's insane. But you know who... Uli. You know, you know you know, Let's that's, give it up for Uli. Gotta give it up for Uli. Man, that reminds me of a friend of ours, a guitar hero guy, who has like his guitar theme song. 
and he has a part that sounds like a, he got it. Like George, from, he sounds like a part in Mr. Scary has that little vibe there. This thing. Oh yeah, you're right. That's the you know. It's that's that's a great song, and it features you know Klaus Wein on vocals. Eventually, comes in. If I sometime, but, but you're, at that point, you're just like, hey, that's cool if Uli just jams Man, the whole song. What a killer thing! So here it is, uh, Sales of Sharon from the Scorpions from the was it seventies? Seven. I mean, this is this is. Just, when did it come out? It, it was either seventy eight or seventy seven, I think. But if you go on YouTube and you know check the song out, you'll see the, um, uh, there this this video is from a 1978 TV show called Music Laden TV. Music Laden. Here it is, the Scorpions. Yeah.
Hey, welcome back to Live from Daisy Land with Brian Tishy and Doug Aldrich. And that was... The Wanton Song. I call it the Wanton Song. Everybody wants to... Yeah, it's the Wanton Song, because you see the word wanton. Yeah, I think they were probably having... A, they had Chinese food, and they were like, we got this great riff. And it's like, it, it reminds me of the, the, the wontons that we just had. You can retune that guitar, by the way, if you nah, want to. Nah, it's too much. But uh, that, that's a, that song. We used to jam that song. We did. We've done. We've played a bunch of Zeppelin together, and who doesn't love jamming that song? That's like one of those Zeppelin songs. As soon as you hear it, you don't you don't know like the name of it. Oh, the chords and the the, the B section. Yeah, it's, it's just the whole thing is great. It's it's on the physical graffiti record. That the it sounds killer. It sounds like them in a big room just jamming, right? It's. It's it's and then the, the guitar fading. They just push it in the mix. It's just about to get in the red. It's like in the red and they take it out back in the riff. And that's it. like that's a Bonham shining moment, really. The like. So do you just, feel that like Zeppelin is kind of being in the back? They've, it's they've been in the back burner a little bit. People aren't talking about Zeppelin enough. Maybe. Um, why would that be? Because they haven't they haven't been releasing box sets and they don't talk or whatever I don't but man that song just shows that even though that wasn't their one of their biggest songs their stuff all of it was so important but it's like they no bands sound like that that's like another thing about Zeppelin they gave you the, the heavy the funk and these riffs that just stood out as soon as you heard of them, right? It's like that riff's as good as like the ocean riff, which is good as like Black Dog riff. It's just there's so many great ones, but that's what Zeppelin did. They had the, the groove within the riffs, and then uh, that all right, let's talk about that. The groove. So we're we're in rehearsals, everybody. We're in uh, in Hamburg, going through our new set list, working on the tunes, and we're playing Radiance, of course. And Radiance sounds epic. I'm just. I can say I'm just gonna say that it's just my opinion. It sounds epic. It's and been a lot of fun to play. It's you've been, been really cool. You've been kind of doctoring some of the grooves up on on stuff. They call me Doctor Groove, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Doctor Groove it up. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of information going on. We got a lot of songs to get together, and some of the songs I've played before with you, and but like with that, that, uh, that 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 one song. Um, Dead and gone. You you found you you were like you changed something. And it was like whoa that now it's that I'm like that feels right. Well, every, you know every every uh, you know drummer at their job is the same. Drummer's got to you know make the band you know big and fat and groovy. But um, every drummer has their own way of playing drums. So, so you, you know. So you went on kind of a deep dive, going back and checking out. Obviously, the songs that you recorded, then you're doing them. I still had to like kind of think about it. Like, oh wait, how did I do? How do we do that live? We used to play it every night, and now I have to rethink it a little bit compared to like how we played it in the studio or whatever. But some of the stuff, like, because if you think about it, you had you know. Dean, Dean Castronovo was on the on the record, right? But then Tommy Clufetis was on the on the tour, so you got two totally different drummers playing the same song. And then I come in, and I go, okay, here's here's your live version. Here's he comes in and goes, here's what you guys should have done, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking badass. Yeah, and I, I started telling everybody, you know, like taking over the rehearsals. Hey, listen to me, all my ideas are the good ones. Now Brian goes like this. I'm like, okay, so here's what Dean played. And then here's how Tommy was doing it. And, you know, we could do it like this and put this in it and try it like this. And I could add this in. And it's like, I'm telling you people, 
all those songs are taking a step up. It's it. Well, it's, thank you, man. It's it's a fucking. Pleasure. I just said, hey, I've played, Doug. You, you and I have played a lot over like a decade, right? We've done a lot of different stuff, and I've done my share of of, of playing with Glenn. So it's uh, it's. Um, a comfortable situation to walk into. You're not like walking in a new band where you've, you know what I mean? You auditioned and you got Man. some gig and now you have to like learn how to all play together all the time. It's like we're, we're all familiar with each other. Not to, that, you know, as well as David Lowy, of course. I'm just saying that I, I have a, a lot of history with Doug and, and different bands and Glenn, and Glenn outside of the Dead Daisies. We've played together since back in 2001, uh, actually. I noticed I noticed today when I was I was doing something, I, I was in the middle of a solo or something, and I, was, I just did something. And you're always, that, the best thing about Brian is he's always listening to everybody, and, he, and you started playing in a syncopation, and I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> I was kind of, I was a little bit stuck on where to go, and then you, you, you helped me make it into a thing. It became a thing because you started playing syncopation with me. So, Well, that's the, well, that's you, the fun thing about this band is that, that we'll get it tight, but there's always a little bit of room to wiggle around in and, yeah. and have some fun. And, and, you know, this this show, this version of this song, that night isn't exactly the same as the next night. You know what I mean? Some, some songs are really structured, right? Like where everybody's got their parts and it's what it is. And then other songs you can go, oh, well, I could add this... This feels like it might work tonight. You know what I mean? Well, I really love what you're doing with uh, with all the stuff. And um, thank you, the, especially the stuff on Holy Ground, the the album Holy Ground, with how you're you're making that that uh, you're just putting your stamp on it, which is super important. Obviously, you don't want to be, you know, just playing it the way you're, you're you're playing it like the record, but you're putting your own stamp on it where you can, and it feels great, and it's like an upgrade. It's like an up level. Huh. So well, thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Okay, so can we play Holy Ground? Well, why don't we do that? Why don't we play a song that we've been rehearsing and that's probably gonna that's that's been in the set. That's a stop, that's a song that's been in the set since since you've played it live, right? Since you've toured yeah. after the record. But but remember, people here have never even heard us play that stuff. So you're gonna get All the right. best. All right, cool. Well, then then the, let's let's give them some. Uh, some uh it's the last record right some holy ground the song the, the yeah. song from the holy ground record holy ground
a song that you don't hear that often but we should hear it more it's a great song top to bottom great when it solo. came out i was it was instantly likable and memorable and and hooky and it had all these great elements and it ties in because it's from the band vandenberg their first single burning heart and adrian went on to 
going, you know, playing White Snake, and then you know, the Doug and I, you know, we spent some time in there as well. So there's the connection. There's another connection because that solo. I remember when I first heard it, I thought that guy is very. He's he's influenced by Michael Schenker. Total is Schenker, and he had he had didn't he have a he had a good look in the video. What did he? Have? There was some leopard something. He had leopard leopard spandex maybe or a no, leopard a jacket. jacket. Yep. Leopard jacket. Didn't he do the acoustic on the stand? He yep. had the acoustic, and so it was like a little bit of a. Like a player influence, like a yeah, like a there's a little bit of a classical like totally. 70s thing going on, and then he pick up the then he had the what was he uh, Les Paul? He was playing Les Paul. In the he was playing Les Paul, and the, and I can see why David liked him because he was using a couple chords that were from the chords of that song, Burning Heart, are the same chords as Oh, you're so Oh my God, it is from the Oh wait wait it's it's uh, it's the song we used to play live. Um, and, ain't no love in the heart exactly. of the city. Same, S- totally. A minor seven. Yeah, that's same stuff. chords. So that's so when David Coverdale heard that, he probably went, "Oh." So he goes, "Yeah." Then he goes, bah, da, da, bah. I don't remember that part. You know. I don't. I don't remember it. But anyway, same chords as, as White Snake. So then he's in White Snake. He's in a European band, influenced by Michael Schenker, and. And my story of Vandenberg is I, I really liked that song. It was big in 1984. Totally. And then they came to L.A. to play at the Roxy. And guess who was the support act? The support act for... Oh, wait, wait. In 84? Yeah. You were? No. No? No, it was, it, was, uh, it was one of your... One of your... The Maestro's band, Steeler. Oh, Steeler. With Yngwie Malmsteen. Uh, Yngwie, before he had... Before he was Yngwie J... He was just Ingve. Well, I'm glad he put the J in, you know, because you know, confuse him like the, you know with all the other Ingves. Right? Yeah, that was that show. It was it wow. was like an epic show at the Roxy. Ingve, you know, Vandenberg, he was his headliner, and they he, they ruled. It was great, but Steeler with Ingve. That was a pretty much like Ste- a moment. Steeler with Ingve was is that Ron Keel? It's on Ron Vogels? Keel, yeah. So and that's Ingve's. That's the band he came here. To play with, right? Like that was the whole thing. He came here to join Steeler, or did he come here and just, I just end want it up? And- I want to correct you, sir, because we're not there right now. We're here in Hamburg. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I get confused. He came to L.A. Yeah, he used to. He, he was a <laughs> you know Swedish Viking, and uh, my buddy Mark, who played drums in Steeler. Really, you know Mark. Mark. Mark Schwartz. Okay. Wow. He, he was called Mark Edwards, but his name is Mark Schwartz. He's a very successful businessman. He, he he was a great drummer. He loved. He loves your playing. He he congratulated me. Tishy's Tish. He calls you Tish. Tish is back. That's congratulations. <laughs> That's so cool. Tell him thank you. That's yeah. very nice. But uh, but That's yeah. That's a so pretty pretty epic night going on there back. Then. Everybody everybody went. I'm saying you got because. Vandenberg was that song was they big. were on the charts yeah yeah it was a big song and by the way the singer I don't know his name but he's he's it's great he's great vocals he, on he that. was great I, I want to say one thing another tie into Whitesnake is Reb and I used to laugh because Reb would do an impersonation of that guy and he would say his the way he would do it he, he would talk about the lyrics like and it was <laughs> it was like the basically the lyrics were not the strong part of the band it was he's a great singer but the some of the lyrics were a little out there okay know? I'd have to review the lyrics to get right. to get a feel for that not to take anything away because that, that guy was, he was great I, I just I just wanted to bring it up because Rev and I used to have a laugh he would he would impersonate and it made me laugh all the time and so, and so you had Vandenberg at the Roxy with 
Ingwe in Steeler opening up with Ron Keel on vocals. Yeah. 84. Yep. 84. There's a lot going on. It was a, it was a, that was a moment. Of, uh, that was a moment in the L.A. One big moment in the L.A. strip. Well, let me ask you time. this. Was that your was that your first exposure to Ingve? Had you heard him before? No, it? I didn't. I never heard of Steeler or anything. I mean, I didn't. You know, there was there was no way. I mean, I just knew that I wanted to see Vandenberg. You, oh, and then you didn't even know really anything about Steeler. Somebody said, "Oh, this guitar player from from Steeler is like like he's like Richie Blackmore guy or whatever," but he was a lot more than a Richie Blackmore guy. I mean, he 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 was. He definitely had an influence in his appearance to Richie yeah. and some of his stage things, but his playing was just—it was fierce. Yeah, crazy. It's really, really amazing. Really, he's—he's just a—he's just a, a nutcase player. He's so it's so good, you know what he does. Uh, some people would say he does it too much, but hey, man, yeah, his, he has his thing. It's his prerogative. <laughs> but everybody, everybody who has their thing, I guess. The more popular you get, the more you go. Oh, well, that's just that all the time. But it's like you could, you know, okay, Eddie Van Halen made tapping famous, and he tapped a lot. But like, you know, it's just part of his style. You know what well, I mean? Well, Ingve was the first guy that that brought up Paganini, and then you'd hear, you'd listen. It was like at that time because you know Randy was classical, Michael Schenker was classical, Uli yeah. Uli was had a thing, but and, and then they would they'd be talking about Mozart or, or Beethoven or whatever. But Ingve came out and he was like, yeah, Paganini was my influence. And you listen to Paganini, you go, whoa, that sounds like it. I actually bought Paganini's Twenty Four Caprices LP in high school because of Ingve because yeah. I re- literally read that I was like this because I've heard that his sweet picking the, the arpeggios sweet picking <laughs> I never I never heard any like you know stuff blew me away so I was like where's he getting this stuff from what's going on here so there you go so that was Vandenberg and um, uh, we you know basically uh, we're we're signing off right now we want to tell you guys to um to share with a friend this podcast because we're trying to build it up a little bit. Um, yeah, if you have a friend and you know how to share. Everyone's you know? got a friend. Yeah, so just, you know. But like, it's really important to share, Doug. It is. You know what I mean? It is. You don't want to be sitting with two of something and your friend <laughs> has zero of it and you don't know how to share. Well, it's uh, a pleasure to be talking to you guys with you know me and Brian are having a fun time doing this thing and we've just gotten on the road so it's just going to get more nuts we, we're going to maybe we'll have some some special guests show up you know it would be a, who knows maybe we can like you know coerce some of these maybe you know the, I'll tell you what the ultimate score would be uh-huh. to see if we could get Rob Halford on the podcast Halford that's that's the money right there if we would almost have to like prepare like 20 questions prior to just so it's ready to go so and if we, he says yeah we're like we're ready we got the questions. We'd have to scheme. We'd have to plan this. We'd have to. We'd have to plan this thing out and scheme it so hardcore, so that when we get the opportunity to talk to Rob, we could say, "Rob, listen, we've got this podcast, and we, you know, it would, it would we'd be honored if you'd be on it." And somehow, you know, we could say, "Rob, we could just kind of follow you around, and like whenever you have a minute, we'll just shoot you a question and get an answer really quick, and just kind of like." All right, so stay tuned. There's a lot of people that we're going to be running into on these festivals. And another one would be to get the mighty David Coverdale on. 
Yeah, and and we're gonna try to get them to you know answer questions. That, let's let's find that you don't the, hear anywhere else. Let's, Brian. That's it. We're gonna use the iPhone. That's we're all gonna, we need. That's all we need. We're gonna find the opportunity to get. Let's take the opportunity to get as many of these guys on the air as possible. And they they you know they should know it's good for them. You know, I think it's good for them. They're we're gonna give them some serious exposure. You know, sure. And. Uh, you know, they'll feel good about themselves. We'll yeah. make them feel good about themselves. Even if they already feel great about themselves, we're going to make them feel a little bit better about themselves by the end of that interview. And we promise if we get denied and it's like, no, I don't want to be on your podcast, then we won't say anything about them. Yeah, we, we, if we don't, yeah, if you don't hear us bring them up anymore. That means that means they did They blew us off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, as far as signing off, Doug, goes, you know, the, uh, I just want to see if I can remember our sign off, our podcast riff. And uh, to sign off with. So to, what's our final words here before I give you the, the Doug and Brian Daisyland podcast riff? We thank you guys. And we will see you on the road. And we'll, we'll talk to you next month. Okay. Take it easy. Have a good one. Live to rock. Rock to live. And get, you know, check out um, Radiance. And uh, come, come see us play live. Because we're going to be having fun. You'll have fun too. So it goes like this. That's really poppy right there. It's good. It's good. Podcast with Doug and Brian. That's what we like to do. You got to listen to us if you want to be cool. (laughs) All right. See you guys. 